podcast one production. G'day, I'm Tim Harcourt and welcome to the Airport Economist. In this first series, I'll take you to the key markets of the world where you can do business and do it well. I'll guide you through the economics, politics and social history of each place and talk to an expert about the tricks and traps of doing business in each particular market. But first, strap yourself in because in this episode, we're off to Peru. Well, the world's always had a bit of a habit of underestimating Peru. Back in... 1978, there was this famous World Cup game when Peru last made the World Cup finals. And they are playing Scotland. And the Scots thought, oh, we'll beat Peru, be easy. And uh, Peru, thanks to their great uh, veteran Kubilis, the Pele of Peru, beat Scotland 3-1. And the Scots were shocked and packed their bags and their kilts and went back to Glasgow. Now... A similar thing happened with a very famous drink in Peru called Inca Cola, which is like their local soft drink. It's called Inca Cola to be very patriotic to the indigenous people of Peru. And Inca Cola, apart from Pisco, has sort of been the the national drink for soft drinks. Coca-Cola tried to take on Inca Cola in the local market, and Coca-Cola, which has sort of conquered the whole world, could not beat Inca Cola in the Peruvian stakes. So in the end, they had to buy Inca-Cola to sell it. It was a matter of you can't beat them, you buy them. In my recent trip to Peru, I went to Machu Picchu and there was a a couple of llamas. Now, I thought llamas were very gentle creatures, but I ended up being surrounded and stared at and chased by llamas all over Machu Picchu. And it was like the uh, running of the llamas like the running of the bulls in Spain. So I, too, underestimated the Peruvians in terms of the local the local llama. Now, interestingly, I really noticed that Peru has hit its straps economically. It's really become the poster child for the region and for the world. Traditionally, Chile was always the, the big player in South America. Now Peru is the up-and-comer. And it's done it for a few reasons. One thing it's done is it's got these incredible agricultural food businesses. They really are a superfoods superpower. So maca and quinoa and all the ingredients that are basically feeding the Asian middle class all come for Peru, and they've been really focusing on that. Well, Peru's back in the World Cup this year, first time since that game in 1978. They've also shown that on the world stage economically, they're really a country to be reckoned with. Just like Inca-Cola could take on Coca-Cola and Peru could take on Scotland, Peru really can take on the world. So here to talk about Peru as the flavour of the month, I'm joined by Mario Vargas, the Trade Commissioner based at the new Peru Trade Commission office in Sydney. Welcome, Mario. Hello, Tim. So, Mario, we had a great time in Lima. You actually took me to uh, a place with, that makes quinoa which is one of, one of your superfoods. Am I saying it right? Yes. Uh, Peru is the number one exporter in the world, producing and exporting a quinoa. Quinoa is very healthy. I know that uh, Australians love to eat in different ways, so this is the first product that we are uh, trying to grow in numbers here. So there's quinoa and there's maca 
Uh, they Maca. Are, they're superfoods, right? Yes. What are the others? There's uh, We have some ones that maybe are uh, a little bit uh, unknown here, like uh, Camu Camu, that contains a lot of uh, vitamin C. Chia, that people know uh, more or less here, that Australians love to eat. Sacha Inchi, that contains a lot of omegas, omega-3, 6, 9, is healthy. And if people want to control the waste, uh, you have the purple corn. And I noticed there were, I was told in Machu Picchu, 4,000 different types of potatoes. Yes, uh, we are proud of our potatoes. We are proud of our chili uh, peppers. Uh, we have around 200 uh, varieties of chilies. And uh, we like to enjoy the, uh, our produce. In the highlands, people love to eat uh, potatoes and, uh, and uh, corn and uh, cheese. Now, one thing you didn't warn me about, Mario, is when I went to Machu Picchu, I got stared at by a llama, and a whole bunch of them almost ran me down. It was like Pamplona, the running of the bulls. You didn't tell me the llamas are dangerous. Are they, are they always uh, no, running packs? No, no, they are very cute. They, we love uh, the llamas, the alpacas, the vicuñas. Uh, this is a big sector for us. We have 80% of the population of the alpacas and llamas in Peru, and uh, people know how to work with them. Now, I've heard that you can buy alpacas in Australia now. You can buy alpaca wool in the QVB. Yes, yes, that's true. You can find, not only that, you can find uh, also in Melbourne uh, stores that uh, two imp- the most uh, important companies, uh, Grupo Incalpaca and Mitchell, uh, they decided to expand their operations abroad. And this is something that we are trying to promote. Uh, and uh, these are the two best uh, case studies in terms of uh, how companies, Peruvian companies, should internationalize in the world and they succeeded and they have proved the manager director is from Arequipa, that he lives in Melbourne, and the other guy is from Arequipa as well and he lives in Sydney and uh, both have around six uh, stores. So this is important, big investment. Alpacanomics. Alpacanomics. Fantastic, fantastic. (laughs) Now tell me, we've got a Peru-Australia free trade agreement now. Peru is a member of the Pacific Alliance. Is this why Peru is now the flavour of the month when it comes to Australia? Because it's quite there's been quite a few things just happening recently, hasn't there? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Peru now is uh, becoming uh, a little bit better in terms of economy. And the last 20 years, Peru grew around 6% per year. So that makes possible that more Peruvians can travel, can study, uh, can uh, afford um, some things that maybe in the past couldn't. What's happened with Peru? Because it was, you know, it's still got a lot of poverty and everything has had difficulties in in the past. What's been the reason for its economic rise, do you think? Uh, we grew mostly because of the mining sector, but then we grew in the agribusiness uh, sector as well. And that's why now uh, you can find more and more, not only Peruvian companies, but also uh, international companies that establish an open office in Peru and from, from Peru export to different countries. 
And one of the reasons is because we already signed 18 free trade agreements. So it's, Peru is like a platform to export to different countries. Would you call Peru a Pacific country looking to Asia as much as a Latin American country? Yes, uh, now we have this view because maybe in the past, uh, no, uh, but this is something that in the last five years uh, happened. So now we are participating in different forums. Uh, I just came from Papua New Guinea to represent my country in a big event uh, related to tourism. Uh, there were 21 uh, ministers from all the, all the members of, of the APEC. So Peru is, uh, is trying to connect and to be more active in this part of the world. So APEC is the Asia-Pacific Economic mm-hmm. Community, mm-hmm. including Peru, Chile, mm-hmm. uh, Mexico, and, and the Pacific Alliance is Peru, Chile, Mexico, and Colombia. Yes. So APEC and Pacific Alliance are sort of regional mm-hmm. organisations that bring Latin America and Australia and Asia mm-hmm. together. And uh, the Peru-Australia Free Trade Agreement is a bilateral deal between Australia and Peru that just reduces tariffs for all Mm -hmm. sorts of goods between the two countries. Yes. Uh, I know that uh, Australians are worried about the cost of the food and we want to uh, offer our products with uh, competitive uh, prices. But uh, the important thing is that we uh, promote the ancient, healthy and uh, nature products. So with this, we feel that uh, we can uh, be uh, uh, very active and the Australian will uh, receive very good our products. So Peru is a superfoods superpower? Superfood superpower, yes. <laughs> very good. Very good. You can use that. Now, what are the top opportunities in Peru for an Australian business? I know a lot of them go to Chile, but why mm. would they now consider going to to Lima and elsewhere in Peru? The middle class in Peru grew around uh, 9% during the last uh, five years. And more and more people can afford to pay better products. So not only that, uh, Peruvians can afford better education. And I feel that uh, Peruvians uh, for sure are going to be interested to visit uh, Australia. That this uh, is an amazing place and Australia can offer good education. So it's mining, mining services, superfoods, agriculture, and increasingly education. Education. And professional services. Yes. Peru uh, is a case study in, in Latin America, in, in the world promoting their food and their culinary and gastronomy. So now, during the last years, 10 years, we educate people in Peru, and you can find people uh, very uh, adapted, and they know we are exporting uh, talents in in this industry. So I feel that uh, this is something that we can also provide uh, to the Australians if uh, they want to be part of this uh, community, not to be part of the hospitality sector. So it's super chefs and superfoods. Yes. Uh, Superpower. We, we, we are proud of our food and of our culinary industry because of the variety of the ingredients. And you can find now in Peru like uh, restaurants from very well-known chefs 
that now are cooking uh, a very traditional food that even Peruvians uh, don't know. For example, I don't know from uh, the, uh, the oca or the mashua or the muña that are uh, uh, pro products that uh, came from the Incas. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> And I know that you like Vegemite because you had some in Lima when yes. we were there. Now I know. I know yeah. how to how to eat Vegemite. Very good. Very good. Very good, very good skill. <laughs> You're a true diplomat. If I was an Australian business, a small business, and I was looking to do business in Peru, what steps would I take? Would I go to the Peru Trade Commission with you in Sydney or would I go to Australia in Lima? Because... Uh, People in Peru prefer or want to do business with uh, friends. I feel that the best way is to join some or to attend some uh, uh, fairs. Uh, we have different fairs and I feel the best way is to contact directly because we like to do business with friends. So, for example, if people in the food industry want to do business in in this sector, we have Expo Alimentaria this, that is going to be in September. I was uh, in contact with the Australian uh, government and I know that there is going to be a mission to Peru that uh, want to go to Peru and sell uh, dairy products and meat. So I feel that this is the best way to go and approach companies and uh, to establish relationships. So take advantage of the trade missions and the various... Yes, yes, this is the, the most business. important, yes, yes. If I was an ordinary business person from Australia and I went over to do business, would I, what would be the custom? Would I go out to dinner with the Peruvian counterparts? Would I offer to take them to dinner? Would they offer to take me? Do I go to their house? Do you go to a restaurant? How does it work? Yes, uh, Peruvians like to invite the first time. Yeah. Peruvians want to pay the first time. First time. Uh, this is the way, and we all all the time we uh, look for the best restaurant uh, and to attend the, the guests as, as best as possible. No, this is the way that Peruvian they do business. Also, we like to during the the dinner we like to talk about the football or soccer. Yeah. And uh, you need to be very careful with the with the yeah, okay. with the teams because uh, sometimes. Uh, there are two important teams in Peru, and you need to be uh, to know in advance uh, if the person is a fan from one or the other. Because oh, you be <laughs> very careful, yeah, big robbery. That's <laughs> oh, good to know. It's good yeah, to know. Yeah. And uh, Pisco is a national drink, and football or soccer yes. is a national game, national yes, sport. Yes, yes. Peru, particularly Lima, is very multicultural, isn't it? I mean, you get a Japanese community and Chinese. Yeah, you have different uh, uh, Perus inside Peru. And uh, not only that, you, you, if you go maybe uh, a little bit uh, to the south, you can find people that uh, think different. People are less maybe confident. Or maybe if you go to the rainforest, people think in another way. So... It's a little bit difficult. In terms of a difference, we are not too different. Like, uh, for example, maybe India. India is very... You have a lot of people inside of India. But, uh, yes, we have different cultures, different people from Lima. They're a little bit different. But, uh, in general, Peruvians are very friendly, very open mind to receive uh, investments. 
Now you can find uh, Finland companies exporting alpaca socks, <laughs> American companies exporting uh, our potatoes in chips, and you can find different pro uh, companies that are from abroad and establish an, 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 an office or a, a factory in uh, Peru, and people want to work and want to de develop their skills. We, we, are, we are very hard workers. Now... When we talk about Brazil, there's this great rivalry between Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. Now, I've heard that Cusco and Lima, they're <laughs> different places, and yeah. Cusco feels they're very much their own, their own people, don't they? Well, Cusco is a very nice place. It's the capital of uh, the southern part of uh, the Latin America. It used to be the Incas Empire, so it was the center of, of this part of the world. And uh, they are very special. They they love. The, the, they are proud of their culture. And uh, in general, we feel that we are more or less the same. But sometimes, when you do business with people from Cusco and people from Lima, maybe you will feel that people from Lima uh, they are more relaxed, no more relaxed. But people from Cusco are very. Uh, they respect the apus. The gods. The gods. <laughs> the gods, yeah. And you've got to watch the attitude there, don't you, when you sign your contract, make sure you haven't got any attitude sickness. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's some of the, the challenges in Peru when you do business? Is it very legalistic? Do you need a, a contracts or legal advice? Is there anything culturally you have to be aware of when you do yeah, business? Yeah, we love contracts. Love we contracts. love We love contracts and we love to plan everything. We love to have a document saying that this is the plan, this, are, this, is, this is going to be our next steps. You need to know in advance that Peruvians assume that you know the laws. In, in, in comparison with Australia, for me, it was interesting, for example, to park the car and all the information is written in the machine to pay the ticket. But in Peru, you cannot find this, uh, the, all the information written. Is uh, If you don't pay, uh, all the municipality assume that you know that you need to pay, but there, there is no written information. So this is, uh, this is something different. And labour costs are low compared to Chile, but wages are going up, which is good because Peruvians are hardworking. So mm -hmm. you actually want wages and living standards to rise. Yeah, now the government decided... Uh, just uh, six months ago, to rise the minimum wage. So uh, still we have competitive uh, wage. Uh, as I mentioned, we can produce almost the whole year. And not only that, we, have, uh, we are among the 10 suppliers in the world exporting uh, food. So all of these uh, reasons make it possible for Peru to, to be very strong in this sector. So Australians that want to invest in Peru, this is a good opportunity. We have still a lot of areas to produce, and uh, we are very proud of that. And we want Peruvian workers to do well because we want them to earn better wages, better for their life, mm -hmm. and also it means they can buy Australian products if, if, if incomes grow. Yes, of course. Now they are travelling more and more. Five years ago, ten years ago, domestic uh, tourism was not good, but now people are travelling more. For example, Machu Picchu is a, an expensive destination, but now more Peruvians travel to Cusco. And now you can find people in different places and even in Australia. Are there any special things I need to know when I go to business meetings in Peru? Shaking hands, etc. Uh, the first time we uh, love to be 
formal. In general, uh, we dress uh, suits uh, for men, but uh, we uh, shake hands and also we like to shake hands for women the first time. But then after that, for women, we love to kiss them. Only one kiss, one. not two, or two. not three. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, one, and this is uh, the way we uh, we introduce ourselves. It's like in Europe, when you're in Central Europe, it's one kiss, and then Eastern Europe, it's two, and then Poland, it's three. And I said, as you go east, how come there's more? And they said, what do you get to Vladivostok? <laughs> now, any topic you shouldn't raise in Peru? Uh, people don't like to talk about politics. They prefer not to talk about uh, this, but uh, we prefer to talk about food or to talk about other topics because politics, uh, in the, we have some problems in the past, so we, we prefer not to, to talk about this. So when you're doing business in Peru, don't raise politics. No. It's similar no. to Chile or Brazil. So what would be your last piece of advice for an Australian going over to invest in Peru or to export to Peru? The best advice is to connect uh, with uh, friends, to travel, to visit our country, to uh, be advised uh, with a lawyer, no, to know the laws and the rules in general. At the beginning, up front. Yeah, okay. yeah it's better. Mm. Uh, and uh, in general, this is, I feel that this is the most important uh, advice that I can say because we are very open, very friendly, and uh, people want to enjoy and no, no problem at all with other matters. Well, thanks for your insights, Mario, and it's certainly a great time to be Peruvian. Thank you for everything, Tim. Well, that's it for this edition of The Airport Economist. I hope you enjoyed listening and picked up a few useful tips along the way. The Airport Economist podcast series is produced by Liv Proud, audio production by Darcy Thompson, and executive producer is Jennifer Goggin. The Airport Economist is recorded at the studios of Podcast One Australia. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au, download the app, or look us up on iTunes. And don't forget, there is also the Airport Economist TV series and book of the same name. You can find out more at our website, theairporteconomist.com, before you take off. Well, thanks for joining me. I look forward to our next business adventure together somewhere in the big wide world. I'm Tim Harcourt, and I'm the Airport Economist.